Hey, Ryan, did you get the tickets? Um, not yet, Pamela. How about now? Did you get them now? No, but I just ordered waterproof socks. I'm not sure if I want to see the new Little Mermaid movie. The animated version is one of my favorite Disney films, so I have really high expectations. That's fair. You just have to go in with an open mind. There's so many cool things to watch right now. I was thinking we could catch the Super Mario Brothers movie again while it's still in theaters. Ryan, you've seen it seven times. It's my turn to choose. Plus, I already brought snacks. Okay, I'm in. Give me those Crunchy McYum Yums. Should we um, start the show so we can go? I'm Pamela Kirkland. <clears throat> uh, and I'm Ryan Willard. It's Wednesday, May 31st. This is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. If you couldn't tell, I am so excited about the new Little Mermaid movie, which premiered on Friday, May 26th. The live-action film is based on the animated version, which was adapted from a novel by Dutch author Hans Christian Andersen. The live-action film caused a stir of online controversy last year when the casting of the lead, Ariel, was announced to be 23-year-old Halle Bailey. Some people were upset that a non-white actor was cast to play the Little Mermaid, but to me, those concerns seem quite ridiculous since mermaids are literally mythical creatures that do not exist in real life. Or do they? Whether mermaids exist or not, I think it's really cool that a person of color got to play such an iconic Disney character. After the trailer of the movie dropped, video reactions of black children watching the trailer flooded the internet and we got to see the joy and amazement on their faces after seeing a character on screen that looked like them. Oh, I know that feeling. When I watched Shang-Chi for the first time, I straight up cried when I finally saw a superhero that looked like me. Representation matters, and the casting of Halle Bailey seems to be a smart choice. According to The Times in the UK, Bailey knocks all naysayers into place with an innately charismatic turn and full-throttle vocal powers. And many other critics say she's the best part of the film. Let's go to one of our tenors, Mia, to hear what she had to say about the film. Hello, my name is Mia and I am 10 years old and in fourth grade. I thought it was a very good movie. It was very emotionally compelling. And there were points in the movie where everyone was interested, even the adults, which I thought was cool. Um, I thought that um, it was better than the first one because everyone likes seeing their favorite movies as what it would look like in real life. Thank you so much, Mia. We appreciate your thoughts. Hey, so... Pamela doesn't know this, but I also bought us tickets to Super Mario Bros. so we could have a double feature. If you haven't seen it, one of our tenors, Vincent, is here to give you a quick little review of it. Yahoo! The Super Mario Movie, the good and the bad. The Super Mario Movie is a play on the original game, The Super Mario Bros. In the movie, two plumber brothers, Mario and Luigi, are transported to two different parts of a vast new world. Mario meets Princess Peach and goes to the island of Donkey Kong to raise an army against the villain, Bowser. Luigi is captured by small men named Shy Guys and brought to Bowser, 
who has recently acquired the powerful superstar. Bowser wants to rule the world with Princess Peach as his bride and uses Luigi and the other prisoners as leverage to force Princess Peach into marriage. Mario and Luigi, along with their new friends, team up to defeat Bowser and save both of their worlds. In my opinion, it was a very good movie. The animation was amazing, and they managed to incorporate all three games with Mario in them. Super Mario Bros, Super Smash Bros, and Mario Kart. There are only two things that I found were a bit off. First, there were a few instances in which they misnamed creatures. One example was when they called the massive bonsai bill fired by Bowser a bullet bill. The second was that they chose for the Mario Brothers to not actually have an Italian accent. While that choice was likely mostly so that they could have Chris Pratt as Mario, I still would have loved to see the Italian brothers be a little more, well, Italian. Mamma mia! My personal favorite part of the movie was when Bowser sang his Peaches song. It was a song about how much he loved Princess Peach. It was pure comedy to have Bowser show his tender side through a song. I also think it was a genius idea to have Bowser be able to play piano. This was a wonderful film, and I would rate it as a 9 out of 10. Thank you. Thank you, Vincent. I'm trying to find all the Easter eggs in the Super Mario Bros. movie. Did you catch any? If you caught any Easter eggs, leave us a voicemail at 877-TEN-NEWS, and we might have you on the show. Ryan, are you watching a TV show while doing our show? Um, I mean, kinda, yeah. Disney sent us sneak previews of their new show, Haley's On It, and one of the actors is stopping by, Gary Anthony... Gary Anthony Williams is coming by? Yeah, that's him. From Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and Lion Guard and, and... And... Yeah, I'm gonna go talk to him so you don't spontaneously combust with excitement. All right, Tenors, I am here with the man, the myth, the legend. Sir, please tell us who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do. My name is Gary Anthony Williams. I'm from a little town in Georgia called Fayetteville. I'm an actor, and I'm a voice actor. Uh, I do cartoon voices for a living. I get to, I get to stay home and make funny sounds with my mouth for a living. You basically have my dream job, which we're going to dive into in a little bit. But particularly, there's a show called Haley's On It. It's premiering on the Disney Channel. Is it June 8th, I believe? June 8th on the Disney Channel and then it's streaming the day, the day after. Yeah. Can you tell me what the show's about and what your role on it is like? So uh, the show is called Haley's On It. It's about this teenage girl, Haley Banks, who's played by this actress, uh, Ollie Cravallo. Um, and she's this young girl who, when she was about in the first grade, she wrote up this whole, started writing this whole list of everything she ever wanted to accomplish, like ride every ride at the theme park, like just all kinds of crazy stuff. Some just wacky and some not. And so now that she's a teenager, someone has come from the future and told her that your list saved the world. And you have to make sure now as a teenager, to cross off every item on this list that you've been making all your life, and that will save the world. So it's pretty much about conquering your fears, not just facing them, but conquering your fears. I play this little character. He's this cute little teddy bear looking guy. His name is Beta, 
Uh, he's actually from the future. He's the single most advanced AI in the universe. She kind of took some robotic parts and these old stuffed animals and she made a teddy bear that she put his the the phone in. So now it's this little cute teddy bear walking around who's just kind of sassy uh, and grumpy. What is something from the show that's from the future that you wish you had today? The one thing I would love is basically is how Beta got there is just that whole idea of time traveling. Like that to me is just the ultimate of being able to be at a different point in time, whether it's forward or backwards. That would be amazing to see. Or if I could go back just a couple of weeks ago and plant my peas in my garden sooner before it got too hot. (laughs) If Haley's on it, is about facing your fears. Mm-hmm. What are some of your biggest fears and how do you overcome them? I used to have a horrible fear of spiders. Horrible fear of spiders. One day there was a spider that had an egg sack outside my kitchen window and I thought, I'm just going to watch the babies be born and then I'll realize it's nature and it's going to be fine. And I watched this little egg sack turn from this little tiny white egg sack to this big, dark, bubbling Egg sack. And then I watched all the spiders start coming out. That did not work. That did not help me get over my feet. <laughs> I got scared just hearing that, <laughs> yeah, Gary. It, it, was, it was a horror movie. But what did help me get over my fear, and I didn't even realize it until the next day. So I was writing a movie about spiders, and I was researching spiders all day. And I was like, oh, wow, there's these things called homing spiders, which means like you could put them like five miles away from their home. And they'll find their way back home. All spiders can do it like within a few feet, but these are special. Like they can do it, you know, five miles away. They'll they'll find their way back home. Like reading all these things about, you know, some of them have six eyes, some have eight eyes. And then the next day I saw a spider at my house. And for the first time, I didn't get that weird, oh, it's going to get me no matter where I run. It was just because I did so much research on them. So basically, researching and learning about things can help you overcome whatever fears you might have. It did me. Uh, But also, don't forget, I'm an AI. So (laughs) (laughs) really, that really did. That really did help me. Awesome. The, the things that you've already done, though, like Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, your Bebop, you were on one of my favorite shows of this year, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Rick and Morty, Doc McStuffins, The Boondocks, yes. SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, yeah. it's insane. I'm doing the new Sponge. There's a SpongeBob um, uh, spinoff with Patrick, the Patrick Star Show. So every time in the Patrick Star Show, whenever they go to a new job and they have a new boss, I'm always the same guy. <laughs> I'm always their boss there. Oh, you bumbling children. I'm always that guy, wherever they go. Now, it's fun, man. Voiceover has been so much fun. And here's a, here's a little lesson for all the young people out there. And young, that's anyone who is under 81 years old. Once you're 82, <laughs> you're, you're, once you're 82, you're an adult. Before that, you're young. Uh, I did not try to be an actor. That is something you should all know. I was, I was in high school and I tried to sign up for a class to learn how to work the lights and stage operations. And a computer mistake put me in an acting class. And I got in the acting class and the first class was all about doing mime. And I thought, well, this looks silly. 
And then I did it and I was like, well, that was fun. And then, so I was kind of lazy and having a good time. So I stayed in the class and that's literally how I first started becoming an actor from a computer mistake. Um, so let those mistakes happen and take advantage of them. So if you have something that's your passion and if you have something that really brings your joy, you joy, go for it. Don't let people tell you that you can't do it because none of that matters to me. So don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. No. If it brings you joy and you're not hurting a single person around you and it really is something that makes you happy and is fun for you, go do that thing. Go get it. Get it. I love that. That's great advice. Thank you. And you mentioned something that I love. Kindness is cool, right? But what should a kid do when it's hard to be kind or if someone's not being kind to you? I taught my son years ago, and I have to remind myself of this, when I remember he was playing with a bunch of friends one time and he got really upset. And I was like, take a breath and go step away from everything and then go get a new perspective on it. That's what I still do. If something is really upsetting to me, I, I take a breath and I try to step away from it. I just try to step away. And always, I, I genuinely like people. I like meeting people. I like talking to people. Because like I said earlier, I like people who do things I don't do. And I like the different perspective of people. So I definitely look for the best stuff out of, out of everybody. I look, for stu- I look for stuff I like instead of stuff I don't like. I can always find something I don't like. <laughs> but I always look for the things that I do like in people. Thank you so much, Gary. You're welcome. Thanks, Gary. You are an absolute legend, and we're so glad you stopped by. Tenors, you can hear Gary Anthony Williams in Haley's On It on Disney Plus on June 9th. Welcome to the trivia room. Hello, Tessa. How are you doing? Hi, Gary. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. I know you play an AI on Haley's On It and always have all the answers. Mm -hmm. But are you ready to hop on up on the trivia throne for today's Little Mermaid trivia question? Okay. uh, First of all, I'm wearing my trivia throne hopping up pants. Let's do this. Let's mermaid this. What is going on here? In the original 1989 animated film, The Little Mermaid, Ursula the Sea Witch is 50% human, 50% octopus, and 100% evil. But how many tentacles does Ursula have? Is it A, 6, B, 8, or C, 10? Tenors, did you guess it? Gary, what's your answer? The answer is simple. I can best answer this in a rhyme. Ursula, Ursula, who's always in the mix, her number of tentacles, let us all say six. Ah, the answer is... A! Six tentacles are all that Disney animators could afford to give Ursula. What? It took too long and cost too much to animate eight tentacles, which is how many a real octopus has. In fact, the animators were so busy drawing Little Mermaid that they hired an outside company to draw all the underwater bubbles. 
Each one is unique. Plus, if you count Ursula's human arms, she does have eight limbs total, just like an octopus. Exactly. That's how they got us. I was ready to trivia the trivia out of that trivia. <laughs> Tenors, do you want to sit on the trivia throne and share your trivia knowledge? Visit the10news.com slash contact to get in touch, and we might have you on the show. Okay, Rye, I have to say I dug Vincent's Super Mario Brothers review, and I'm down to finally see it. Great, because I got tickets for Super Mario Bros. right after The Little Mermaid. Is it about to be a double feature day? Yep, right after we give 10 new snaps to one of our listeners. Before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now, wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Time for 10 new snaps. We got shouted out by Instagrammer, a Brooklyn babe who homeschools her kids, Dexter and Dakota. And they listen to the 10 News each week as part of their curriculum. Thank you, Dakota and Dexter. I hope your teacher mom gives you both extra recess this week. And thanks for listening to the 10 News. 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday and our in-depth reports drop every Wednesday. But if you want some bonus content, you can join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast. The 10 News creative team is singing part of your world and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Logan DeYoung, and Tessa Flannery. Big thanks to our tenors, Vincent and Mia, for contributing to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Now, let me get ready for this double feature day. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.